Hello everyone, welcome to Speak Out Convos, where we speak up and speak out against domestic violence. I am your host, Michaela, and as always, thank you so much for all of your support. Um, I wanted to kind of get on here and and talk a little bit, um, have another inspirational Wednesday um, to all my viewers. Um, I kind of want to talk about how our thoughts affect us um, and how negative uh, thinking um, can affect how we go about our day. Um, how we feel is how we think and that translates into how we act. So until we change our thinking, we will always recycle the same experiences. So what I mean by that is for those of us who are now thrivers, um, warriors who are out of our domestic violence situation, how we think about it, um, it's going to be how it's going to affect how we act and how we feel. So what I mean by that is now that I'm a thriver of domestic violence, I think about my domestic violence situation in a sense of, you know what? Yes, it was awful. There's no way around it. It was awful. Um, but I I'm alive. I'm still here. Um, I still have a chance to become a better me. And by thinking that way, it makes me feel good. But if we think negative, we're going to feel negatively. Uh, Just like if we wake up and say, you know what? I'm worthless. I'm nothing. Chances are that's how we're going to feel. If we wake up every day and say, you know what? I've been through this and I overcame it. And this is where I am now. Chances are it's going to make us feel a lot better. Um, Our thoughts influence our bodies directly because the body interprets the message coming from the brain to prepare us for whatever is expected. Thoughts cause feelings. All feelings are caused by thoughts. All thoughts produce feelings. So when I say that, what I mean is when I say thoughts cause feelings, if we think today is going to be a bad day, That's going to make us feel down and out. But if we wake up and say, you know what? Today is going to be wonderful. Most likely we're going to feel wonderful. Um, So that's what I mean when I say that. The mind is a very powerful thing. Um, So it's important we reflect on how we were thinking. How we're thinking. Um, After all, who really thinks about thinking? The way we think turns into reality. And by thinking negatively, we limit our potential. Um, by thinking negative, we are limiting um, the. P- we are limiting ourselves. Um, your thoughts are a catalyst for self-perpetrating um, cycles. What you think directly influences how you feel. Um, so if you think you're a failure, you're gonna feel like a failure. You're gonna act like a fa- failure which is reinforcing the belief that you're a failure. But if you think that you are a, a, a thriver and a survivor, you're going to feel like a survivor. You're going to act like a survivor. Um, and it's going to reinforce that belief. So it's important to know that we all have negative thoughts. We're all going to have bad days. We're all human. Nobody's perfect, but we have to challenge those thoughts. So what that means is when a negative thought comes in your head, try to challenge it with something positive. Like, let's say 
a negative thought comes in your head like, man, no one's ever going to want me because I have four kids. Challenge that thought. Like, you know what? I have four beautiful kids and there is somebody out there in the world who is going to value me and love me and my children just as much as if they were their own. Um, I like to use this analogy a lot and it's very true. You cannot pour from an empty glass. So basically what that's saying is whatever you put into yourself, that's what you're going to get out. If you put absolutely no work into yourself, the glass is empty and you can't pour from it. But if you put in that glass piece by piece and start rebuilding up your sense of self-worth and your self-esteem, you'll be able to eventually pour from that glass and it'll be a beautiful thing. Um, and the stuff that I get on here and talk about, it's not easy. You know, I'm not getting on here saying everything's going to be amazing and wonderful. No, it's not. Um, anything worth working towards might be difficult, you know, self-esteem, feeling good about ourselves, empowering ourselves, Um, is very important because when we go through domestic violence, we get beaten down and broken down. One of the narcissistical tactics of domestic violence is to deteriorate the victim's sense of self-esteem. There's their sense of self-worth because that makes them feel more powerful. Like they're in control. So once we break free of the abuse, we have to rebuild ourselves back up. We have to make ourselves feel good again. We have to learn how to love ourselves. Um, My abuser used to tell me every day when he would drink, you're fat, you're ugly, you're disgusting. No one's ever going to want you. You're never going to amount to anything. You're not, you're never going to be anything in life. Um, And after a while, I started to believe those things. I started to believe that I was everything that he was saying. But once I came out of that domestic violence situation and I started believing in myself and and, and really putting the work into myself as far as repairing my self-esteem and and taking some time to do self-care, I started to feel a lot better. Um, Self-care is very, very, very important uh, when it comes to healing from the domestic violence situation. Self-care is very important. There's 24 hours in a day. So if you could take just 10 minutes out of your day to read a book, journal, take a bubble bath, take a walk, whatever it is, whatever coping skills that you need to use to better yourself, do it because no one is more important than you. Um, I've also had a lot of people come to me and ask me is finding love in a good, healthy relationship possible after a domestic violence situation? And my answer to that is very much so yes. But being that you experience that domestic violence, whether it was physical, emotional, mental, financial, spiritual, whatever type of domestic violence that you experience, you should know the red flags. And this is why I am so prone to educating people because there's so many people all across the world who are experiencing domestic violence and don't even realize that that's what they're experiencing because that feels like the normal to them. So it is very much possible to get into a healthy relationship after a domestic violence situation. But like I said, be on the lookout for those red flags. 
Look out for those red flags. Make sure that you're setting boundaries. Boundaries are very important. Whether it's a mother-daughter relationship, father-daughter, friend-to-friend, domesticated relationship, whatever type of relationship it is, you need to have those boundaries. You need to have boundaries set. And you need to be looking out for the red flags. And remember that love does not hurt. Love is kind, patient, gentle, compassionate, understanding. So if love is hurting you, it is not love. I talk a lot about this. It's a distorted sense of love. See, I thought that I loved my abuser. Um, but it was a distorted sense of love because if he really loved me, he wouldn't call me names. If he really loved me, he wouldn't spit on me and kick me and punch me and choke me out. That's not love. All relationships, all even healthy relationships have arguments. That's completely normal. Everything's not going to be sunshine and roses a hundred percent of the time, but arguments resulting in domestic violence is not okay. I know a lot of people who have arguments and they deal with it in a way that's not harmful to the other person. And that's a way a healthy relationship should look. It's okay to argue. It's not okay to call each other names. It's not okay to put your hands on somebody. It's not okay to degrade somebody. It's not, it's not okay to do any of those things. Um, and it's very important that we educate ourselves on boundaries healthy relationships, um, even educating our children because they're our future generation. Our children are our future generation and educating them on these things is very important. Um, I know that, you know, we're living in, in, we're living in a world today where conversations are starting to be created And I think that it's very important because without conversation, we cannot create change. We need to have these harsh conversations in order to create change. We have to use our voice. I feel like our voice is the most powerful thing that we have speaking up and speaking out. You know, I was so afraid to tell my domestic violence story. When I first told my domestic violence story for the first time, I broke down on my hands and knees was bawling my eyes out, hyperventilating, feeling like my body had just went through it all over again. I mean, I felt every ounce of of emotion that I felt when I was going through my domestic violence situation, when I was telling my story. I, I, I mean, I felt like I was reliving it over. But the more and more I've told my story, the more and more empowered I feel because I know by telling my story and speaking out and and having these conversations, I'm helping someone. I'm going to save someone's life. And and I feel like by doing that, my purpose has been served. We were all put on earth for a purpose and we have to find our purpose. And my purpose is to tell my story and to let people know you are not alone. You are not alone and the abuse is not your fault. It doesn't matter. You you couldn't have said anything different. You couldn't have done anything different. Your abuser abusing you is a reflection of their character. It has nothing to do with you whatsoever. Nothing to do with you whatsoever. It is a direct relation And the abuser needs to take accountability for it. We need to stop victim blaming and victim shaming. 
well, why didn't they come forward first? Why didn't they leave? Leaving a domestic violence situation is not only dangerous because your safety's in jeopardy, but it is very, very hard to disconnect yourself from that person because personally for me in my domestic violence situation, as distorted as it sounds, you somehow in a sense are attached to that person. They have completely manipulated your mind to feeling that there was no life outside of them. And people who haven't gone through domestic violence or experienced that have a hard time wrapping their head around that. They think like this. Well, if he or she's abusing you, if he or she's calling you names and hitting you and everything's so bad, why didn't you just leave? And we have to stop asking the victims, why didn't they leave? Because I'm going to tell you why they didn't leave. They might not have had the financial means to leave like me. They might have been in fear that their abuser would really hurt or kill them or their children if children were evolved. They might be so emotionally and mentally broken down that they feel like nobody else is going to want them because that's what narcissists do. They use narcissistical tactics to break you down to believing that there is no life outside of them. But I'm here to tell you there is, there is, there's so much life outside of them. It's hard for me to even think now, if I would have stayed with my abuser, what person would I be? You know, I have a very good friend of mine, um, who has supported my butterfly effect journey. Um, and he sees me now, um, how vibrant I am and and so full of life and, and, and sees the color in my face. Well, I would say about a week ago, I showed him a video from my butterfly effect page of when I first started it. I was doing a live, uh, video on there and talking, to my viewers about domestic violence and my story and how it affected me. And he was like, Michaela, you don't even look the same. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, I could tell you were tired. I could tell that you don't have that joy. You don't have that, that spark and that spunk like you do now. And when we get out of our domestic violence situation, our light is dim. It's very dim Because we have to heal and recover from everything that just happened to us. But let me tell you something. You keep surviving. You keep thriving. And anything is possible. Anything is possible. I'm in a place that I never thought I would be in in my life. Mentally. I'm a different person. I love myself. I know that if I do meet somebody. What type of boundaries need to be in place. I know that. I know the red flags to look for and I'm thriving, you know, I'm, I'm helping people. I'm feeling good. I'm empowering myself. And it's very important that we do this and, and to remember that you're not alone. You are not alone. Reach out to somebody, whether it's me, um, another domestic violence organization, the domestic violence hotline number, reach out to somebody because people care, people care. Um, people care about what you're going through. People want to help you. Um, please don't ever feel like that's your only option because I felt that way. 
I felt that he was my only option. And now that I see life outside of that, I'm looking back like I can't even believe that I actually felt that way. Um, so it's important that, that we remember these things. Um, and it's just so important to me that we educate each other, um, spread the word about domestic violence, get involved, whether it's going to speak to your legislators, lawmakers, going to your local domestic violence agency, volunteering your time, whatever it is, do it because we're all a piece of the puzzle. And in order to make the puzzle whole and create a beautiful picture, it's going to take all of us, all of us working together and strengthening each other. So that's kind of, you know, the gist of what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Um, as I've said before, I'm, I'm going to get on my podcast and, and interview a lot of people from paralegals to authors to um, CEOs and directors of their own nonprofit organizations. But I'm also going to get on here each week and do my own little inspirational talk because I feel like it's important. There's so much negativity in the world um, and, and I just want to be a glimpse of light somewhere in there. Um, and if I'm able to just help one person by doing my podcast and my butterfly effect and everything that I do, then I've served my purpose. Um, and I really want you guys to remember that you're beautiful, you're worthy, and you deserve everything good that life has to offer. And don't ever let anybody make you feel different. Um, as always, thank you guys for listening. Um, I appreciate it. If there's anything that you want me to specifically talk about on my podcast, please let me know if you want to be a guest on my podcast and tell your story and talk about how domestic violence has affected your life. Please let me know. Um, as I said before, please reach out to me if you need someone to talk to. You're not alone. Also reach out to the domestic violence hotline, which is 1-800-799-7233. It's a 24-7 um, confidential hotline that can guide you to resources as well as walk you through safety planning. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to Speak Out Convos. I appreciate all your support continue to be the blessed, beautiful, strong warrior thrivers that I know you to be. And I look forward to speaking with all you guys next week.